0: banana pie all right so let's let's start the podcast let's do it so yeah. martha you have known me for i don't even want to count the years but it's been a long time mm-hmm. so, i think it's
1: like i don't and, know i don't know a long long time chris
0: yes and, and we were closer there than when you went over to 17
1: something like that since we were at wow Home pilot place really? yes <laughs> yeah
0: the other company that you're at now that you've well, been you you sat a across
1: lot. from me you sat across the desk from me yeah it was, it was awesome
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah we used to have all those parties it was fun i yes. loved working there that was really fun and it was really fun to get to know you and i'm glad i got to work with you again in another place not as close but it's still i got to see you so that was fun
1: yeah when i was stressed i'd go to your office and you listened to me so i appreciate that
0: <laughs> i remember we talked a lot yeah, but never i never realized it was a therapy yeah. thing
1: <laughs> Why well, i didn't either but now kind of in retrospect i think it
0: was. <laughs> i was coaching back then i didn't even know it
1: you didn't even know it. and you know i had a therapist back then and i didn't even know it so there you
0: go yeah and part of it was <laughs> alcohol because we did have we did have parties on fridays that we would pull together even at even there even at, at adobe yeah all right so you ready for the quick quick hit question that i'm going to be asking a whole bunch of people and by the way you're the first one and i want to thank you for taking the time to to say yeah i'll do it i'll, okay. do, it. I'll do it
1: i'll do anything for you chris
0: all right cool okay so <laughs> here, here's the quick hit question okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. what what childhood memory or event or situation happened to you that affected your work life now
1: Okay, so <laughs> this is a very interesting question because, honestly, there's a lot of childhood memories and a lot of them I, I, I just started talking about, Chris. As you know, I've been writing stories and whatever on LinkedIn and I've been talking a lot about them, but one that really sticks to, to my mind right now is, is a story where I was like five years old and I got chicken pox alongside my brothers and we had all these red spots all over our body and my mom had no insurance but because we had all these red spots in our body she's like okay i guess i better take him to the doctor now because they're not going away my mom didn't speak english by the way she was an right. immigrant from mexico and so i was yeah. five years old and i had just started preschool or kindergarten. So along with all of these red spots, I had to go to the doctor and become the family interpreter and they look at me to tell my mom, tell your mom that you have chicken pox and you know, in my little five-year-old interpreter body, I'm like, okay, chicken pox, how do I interpret chicken pox? And you know, when you're a kid, everything's so literal and so black and white and I said, okay, chicken, like the chicken, like, and then I didn't know what pox meant, but it sounded like pops, like a, like popcorn. And I'm like, okay, well it makes a jumping movement. Popcorn does. We put it on the stove back then. And I'm like, perfect mom, we have jumping chickens and she's like. What? <laughs> and this is <laughs> "gallinas brincando" in Spanish, and of course that made absolutely zero sense. And gallinas
0: right, brincando.
1: Gallinas brincando, okay. and that was kind of my first experience in like interpreting, and that's when I I discovered that I better be there for my parents and maybe catch up on some language skills, you know. But it affected me actually my whole life, I'm still doing interpreting right now. Like I went last week and I'm reading, you know, I'm reading her bills and her letters and things like that. And although she knows a little bit of English, I mean, people like me who are the first generations in this country become, you know, kind of take on this role of being the spokesperson for Mm. the family. So I feel like I've been kind of in training for that since I was a a child.
0: Do you think that when you have kind of taken on this role that in your work life, like you, as somebody likes to just say they're in a meeting and they're talking and they're wanting to try to convey something or an idea, do you find yourself stepping in and saying what they're trying to say? Do you do that?
1: I try not to. Look, I am very, very aware of business meeting stuff going on. So if somebody like I realize I do this, if somebody's trying to speak up and other person speaking over them, I literally say, stop, I think so and so has something to say, or, you know, I, I am very, very active in being aware that that is happening. So the whole inclusivity thing, and mm-hmm. just making sure that whatever message, I, I don't want anybody to leave without their voice being heard. Yeah, yeah. So I do do that in meetings. I do yeah, that in that's meetings.
0: A huge important trait with productivity, and they found that in that project Aristotle and how giving everybody a voice or the space. So, you're yeah. a little bit ahead of your time on that one before it got really popular. Know.
1: Well- You know, bringing it back to the chickens, though, my mom, she didn't have a voice. She didn't know English, so I I was her voice. So I think a little bit of Mm. 40 something years of training, maybe that's why I do that in meetings. I don't know. Maybe I'm just Mm. hyper aware of it. But yeah, that's my childhood memory. And that's how I kind of use it in in the office and maybe other places too. you go to the grocery store, Starbucks, whatever. I don't. Again, I'm very aware of if somebody's needing to speak just to kind of give them their space.
0: Yeah. And, and even not misinterpreting and saying jumping chickens.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was So silly, but you know what? My mom reminds me of that all the time. And she's like, yeah, that was funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Does she give you a hard time about it?
1: Yeah. Cause she said when they, when I said jumping chickens, like she literally went, huh? What? <laughs> and then they ran out and got like a real person that knew the language longer than a few months like me. <laughs>
0: a lot of pressure for a five-year-old I mean that Mm -hmm. I couldn't ever imagine myself as a five-year-old thinking back then even how insecure I was even to you know having to so that you know you may have been put in a position that you just had to be in didn't have to I
1: didn't didn't really think about it yeah I think when you give a lot of space for choice Mm -hmm. There's a lot of room for not doing, Chris. And so I had zero space. I mean, I had to. I mean, I was right there, right? So that kind of became, I guess that's the role. You play Trial by fire. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. yeah, Trial by chickens.
1: Trial by chickens, whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for sharing your story. This this also helps people think about, like, how they got to where they got and kind of what traits that they might have how they gained them and and maybe people could relate to it in a way where they can also learn from it. I, I did want to ask uh, well, a parting question. Okay. All right, I'm gonna give it to you hard. No, this is so easy. I, for, no for I, you, for someone like you, this is a I didn't easy... study,
1: Chris. I didn't study. No, Just give
0: it to no me. studying. Okay. okay, ready, this is a softball because this for you, right. this I'm is a catch. softball question. Okay. All right, Ready, what message do you want to put out into the world?
1: Oh my goodness, Chris, that's like the biggest like universe question. Right. And you know, without getting too sappy and all of that good stuff. Quite honestly, (laughs) people just need to be kind. I mean, does that sound so dumb? People just need to be nice. I have to tell you, look, I wasn't born in this country. My mom came to the United States as an immigrant. I did too. Anyways, bottom line is people were really nice. Hey, some people haven't been nice, but the kinder people outweigh the not so kind people, so I feel that we just need to kind of outweigh the world with kindness, Mm. and that's that's kind of trump that other stuff, right? So look, my mom tells me that when we got here, somebody gave her a blanket. We didn't have blankets in this country. Somebody gave her some clothing, kindness, right? Simple stuff. Somebody told her how to sign me up for school when it was time to sign up for school. Somebody gave me my first job. They were kind. They didn't know nothing about me. And anyways, mm-hmm. the people didn't overthink. Well, I should say, I feel like I've been who I am because of kind people and kind words. And I feel yeah. like people need to throw kindness and kind words around like freaking confetti everywhere.
0: Yeah.
1: Everywhere. Yeah. And let's just celebrate that. And we will be much better world.
0: I could not be any more in agreement. I love that. Well, again, thank you. You know, I love you. I love you. You know, too, I support Chris. you and I yes. will continue doing so. And thank you so much for taking the time. Of course,
1: Chris. Anything uh, for you.
0: Hey, I'm going to throw you a ball. Hold on. Ready? (laughs) Catch (laughs) it. Home run. Home run.
1: (laughs) This is fun, Chris. Thank you so much. Yeah.
0: All right. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon, okay?
1: Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.
0: (laughs) I like today's podcast for the messages that Martha brought. And that was psychological safety. Something that's been talked about for the last geez 15 years or so of how important it is to get everybody's space especially in meetings which doesn't happen a lot usually we let other people dominate and take over right maybe not if not great you're probably a productive team who knows but I like that part of it I like that somehow along the way she picked up a skill that she learned as a five-year-old and now she's she's still practicing it today. I also liked how of course kindness is important and kindness is a way that her family was able to get help by living in this country with when, when they didn't have any other means. The kindness of others. And that's really important as well. So I'm Chris Escobar. I'm a work performance coach and I help teams and individuals in in any way possible with communications and their own skill sets and getting them to exceed in what they need to in the new new world of our workplace now with remote work especially. So you can find me at bourbonandpie.com and go to bourbonandpie.com slash mission possible. Take a survey and see how I can help your team or you as an individual. And remember to be kind out there.